It's that time of year when we take stock of what we have, think of our communities, share what we can, and be thankful. For the Municipal Voice, that means we highlight organizations that give back to their communities. Today, we are speaking with Doug Shaw and Jen McCullough of the Hometown Foundation, which supports a broad range of areas including animal welfare, emergency response personnel, individuals with intellectual disabilities, major illness, and the military. Join us as we reflect on doing more for our communities and think about what we can all do to pitch in. The Municipal Voice is the Connecticut Conference of Municipalities podcast in collaboration with WNHH LP 103.5 FM. I'm your host, Matt Ford. As always, be sure to give us a like and let us know what you're thinking in the comments. CCM's Municipal Voice podcast continues to present a key forum on important state local issues. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the consensus views of CCM or member municipal leaders. Doug, Jen, thanks for joining us today. Thank thanks you for having, having us. So uh, first thing we usually ask our guests is to tell us a little bit about your organization, how you got started, and since you cover so much, then we can go into some of the individual uh, areas that you cover. Yeah, Jen, you want to talk about that when we started and everything? Yeah, absolutely. So the Hometown Foundation has been around for probably over 20 years now. Um, it really started as um, a way to give back to Special Olympics, which um, kind of gave birth to our individuals with intellectual or developmental needs pillar. Mm -hmm. um, since then, we have been asked to help in so many different areas of the communities um, around us, and it's grown. So now, um, in addition to that first pillar, we also have animal welfare, major illness, the military, and emergency response personnel. So we really kind of run the gamut of uh, yeah. pretty much anything you could be passionate about. We support it in some way. Great. So I guess the first alphabetically, we might as well start with, is animal welfare. Can you tell us what you do uh, year round to help out animals? Absolutely. Um, so we at uh, we'll back up to say we have the Dream Ride experience. Um, it happens every August. Again, that kind of stemmed from that first uh, mm -hmm. initial motorcycle ride um, and grew. But part of the Dream Ride experience um, does entail an animal adoption event. So we bring okay. in. Um, probably a dozen rescues and they have um, different animals that uh, are adoptable. So we do a lot of dog adoptions and stuff like that. We partner with Big Dog Ranch Rescue uh, down mm -hmm. in Florida. We actually do um, a lot of adoptions with them. They support us if we find somebody, for example, with special needs who um, needs a specific kind of dog mm -hmm. or you know, a dog would just kind of help make their everyday life like a little more fun. Um, so we partner with them on that. And with Dog Star Rescue here in Connecticut, they're a really big partner of us um, as well. And then, of course, we get different requests throughout, throughout the year. Um, mm -hmm. There are animals in need in different shelters or, um, you know, different foster agencies and stuff like that who kind of run into those situations, you know, where there's a litter that has parvo or there's an animal that was abused and things like that. So it really kind of uh, spans all the different needs of um, animals and, you know, any way that we can help them. That's great. And about how many adoptions do you think you facilitate in a year? So Dream Ride alone is usually about 100. Um oh, wow. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and then last year, we uh, at our Back the Blue event, which was um, in response uh, to the shootings in Bristol, mm -hmm. uh, we worked with Dogstar and they actually um, were waiving the fees for emergency response. Um, 
personnel during that time. And then we also had the dogs there on site. Um, we bring dogs to a lot of different events, whether it's to our Farmington Polo Club for just, you know, a regular polo match. Uh, we really try to cool. incorporate it in as many places we can to get those adoptable dogs and, and animals, cats and, and other animals in front of uh, the general public to, to make that connection. So just doing whatever it takes to get those animals into good homes. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned emergency personnel, which I know is another one of your pillars. And I, there's a connection there, I think, with the, the animals because of the donating resources for uh, canine officers. Uh, what other kinds of resources do you assist local teams with? Um, so emergency response personnel canine is really, I, I think it's probably the biggest program that like ours um, in the world. Uh, mm -hmm. You donate fully equipped police canine. So you're not just getting a canine. It's coming. Oh, wow. it's, trained, it's got its bulletproof vest. It's got its tracking collar. Um, and then we support the officer in the department as the dog, um, you know, grows and it goes through, mm -hmm. uh, you know, dogs are, you know, it's not a piece of equipment that you just buy and it's done. You know, they need their heartworm preventative. They need their food. They need, you know, they grow, they need a different vest. So mm -hmm. um, work with different departments to do fundraisers. Um, we help them kind of run uh, funding programs for their canines so that they're mm -hmm. able to do that. We are able to um, order things for them to kind of get them a better deal on what they're, you know, the the best bang for their buck on what they're raising. So yeah. um, that's the biggest thing. And then of course, with emergency response personnel, we respond, um, you know, in tragic situations. And and Doug can kind of talk a little bit more about what we recently did in the wake of uh, Detective Garten, Garten's untimely death, so. Doug, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes, you know, when the community calls and they need our help, we're there for them. Uh, and uh, when uh, the officer was tragically killed, uh, we stepped up and uh, brought all the food up to the funeral as well as the wake. Uh, took care of the family uh, and the guest up at the uh, Excel Center. Um, and uh, it's just something that this foundation has been doing and will continue to do. Like I said, when the community needs us, we're there to pitch in and do what we can do. So yeah. whatever the, the issue is, you're re ready and willing to help. We are ready and willing to help. And luckily, we're backed by um, Bazudos and the Farmington Polo Club. So we kind of have, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm not a big cook. So luckily we have the farming polo club to kind of take care of the actual, you know, catering and, and the great food and things like that. And then the Bazudos trucks to transport it. So it really is like, you know, work really does work all together. Very symbiotic. Well, that's great. Yeah, Matt, I, I've been here just for a couple months. That's why it's great that Jen's on here because she has all the vast knowledge of everything that we've been doing. Um, as far as a not-for-profit, um, you know, I've been in the nonprofit world for over 20 years. Okay. And, and what I've learned is it's all about people that you've connected to your nonprofit. Um, and so I just want to uh, talk about a little bit about our staff. We all have right. a tremendous staff that really cares about the community. And like we just described with the officer when, uh, when he passed away, when there's a community need, our staff steps up and the answer is yes, we're, we're here to help. And then it's more than just your staff that you connect to your nonprofit. To have a great nonprofit, you have to have a, a wonderful volunteer base, which we do. Great community partners like uh, the municipalities and towns that we work with. 
but also we want to thank all the donors and sponsors that really yeah. participate in, in, in everything uh, that we try to accomplish. Because without people and connected to the to the foundation, we couldn't accomplish what we accomplish. You really need the help of the community. Absolutely. Um, I know you also provide educational programs, training opportunities. Do you do them all yourselves or do you work with other accredited organizations? What kind of what kind of trainings are they? As far as that goes, it's more of um, leadership opportunities that are provided. So okay. uh, and it kind of it all kind of circles back to Dreamride in the end. Um, so at Dreamride, we have our Dreamriders who, again, they started as um, just people from Special Olympics, but we've really expanded to include different organizations such as Best mm -hmm. Buddy. Um, make a wish, uh, and then a lot of smaller organizations um, that are really helping those um, communities who are kind of, you know, they need a little bit more from mm -hmm. from the world, and they are, you know, we have these amazing organizations that are stepping up to help, and so when they're able to come to Dreamride and be in an environment where they look around and there's so many other people like them, whether it's somebody with Down syndrome, whether it's somebody in a wheelchair, whether it's somebody who's battling cancer, uh, somebody with autism, you know, just some, you know, they're sensitive to sounds or light. So they've got their uh, ear protection on and you just see other people. So you don't feel that um, isolation that maybe mm. you would feel in a normal setting. And so having um, the dream riders be able to come together provides that leadership opportunity. We have um, some who will kind of help lead different games, um, some who will be able to see another person who's kind of struggling and and know the way to help them mm -hmm. because they've been through it before. So those are really um, the leadership opportunities at this point that we're able to provide, um, as well as, as Doug mentioned before, you know, like having the volunteers and things like that. So we try to involve our dream riders in different ways um, in volunteering. We have a great group in Florida who is always stepping up to help. Um, and they really have learned so many leadership skills just through um, being able to, to do these different projects together to be part of um, the events that we have and have kind of ownership over a piece of it, whether it's like creating a special craft project um, to share with everyone or, you know, greeting people as they come in. It just mm -hmm. like, you know, it's really like giving people a purpose at these different events. And it makes, it makes you feel good because you see that, you know, you're a part of it and you've helped make something awesome happen. That's great. And you mentioned Florida just now. So your reach and programs goes well beyond the, the bounds of Connecticut. Uh, we are worldwide, really. Um, okay. So uh, with Dreamride, I believe this year we brought athletes, uh, Dreamriders from 41 states. Oh, wow. Um, in five countries. So we have a great partnership in Australia. So they actually um, love Dreamride so much that they started their own. So they have a one day oh, wow. ride held in the spring. So it's really cool. Um, and so we have some... Um, different people from America that will go over to that. And then those dream riders come in August and it's really beautiful to see, you know, the connections that they've made yeah. and they talk throughout the year, you know, they're on social media together, they're texting. And then to see them be able to like reunite and like see these people who have become their family is really beautiful. So those connections that we... they make go beyond just the, the event itself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, we say dream ride three, six, five, because it really is all year round. Doug, you were going to say something? Yeah, and like uh, Jen was saying before, we do have an office in Florida. Uh, so mm -hmm. we have a staff person down there that does uh, run some uh, events for us as well. Beth does a great job for us. 
and we're Great. actually Great. looking to add more events in Florida. Awesome. You are listening to the Municipal Voice on WNHH 103.5 FM. On your website, you write the organization has raised millions of dollars for individuals with disabilities and individuals in need, uh, including your uh, Hungerless Holiday Program. I think it's pointing at this time of year to think about families that can't afford a Thanksgiving dinner. Um, why is it important to give back at this time of year? Well, we just wrapped that up uh, with 27,500 turkeys that we donated through the program. So uh, we're all a little sore, a little muscles are a little tired. You know, those are like 50 pound cases we're moving around. So uh, <laughs> um, in addition to produce, um, you know, fresh and canned. Uh, so really when you like think about how many people a turkey serves, it's over a hundred thousand people that we provided um, holiday meals to with the help of our retail partners, with the help of Bazudos, of course, our sponsors and our donors, we would never be able to do this without them. Um, but I mean, this is, it's kind of one of the easy ones for people to mm -hmm. buy into. Like if you have food on your table, you kind of can think about how would it feel to not, you know, to not be able to do that. Everybody goes to the store and they feel like the pinch of, you know, the rise in price of groceries. I know when mm -hmm. I go, I'm like, wow, that's, that's more expensive, but you know, like we're all fortunate in the place where I can feed my family and, you know, thinking about that there are people out there that can't is, you know, I think anybody who has the, the benefit of being able to feed their family is really quick to be able to say, I want to help somebody who can't, especially at Thanksgiving. You know, you think of Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. and it's your family coming around the table and being grateful for all that you have. And, you know, we really want to be able to give people that day to come together without worry, without stress, and to be able to really enjoy their family, enjoy the things that they do have to be thankful for. And, um, you know, we just love being able to be a part of it. You know, and when you're handing out the turkeys and the, and the food that we did, just to see their reaction in the people's faces and how appreciative they are, it really warms your heart. Yeah. Uh, every day we were out there this past week. So it really is nice about giving back. That's great. And do you partner with any other organizations on that uh, project or where, where do the turkeys come from? so many organizations. So um, it's kind of a process where the different organizations will uh, fill out a request form for how many turkeys that they are um, wanting for their organization. And again, with the way the economy is right now, um, they're seeing bigger demand. And so that we were seeing like larger increases in the uh, amount of turkeys that people were asking mm -hmm. for. Um, and luckily, again, we have um, great sponsors, great donors who have grown with this program. You know, hmm. uh, I think we did five or 6,000 six years ago when we started. And so to be at 27,500 now yeah. um, is really great. And we have had, you know, just the best sponsors, um, the best donors that have just grown with the program. And like Doug said, I mean, I think them seeing the impact of what they're doing, it's, it's so tangible, you know, like it's mm -hmm. not, it's it's just you're taking a turkey and you're handing it to a family in need or you're handing it to an organization that is going to hand it to the family. And so you just can really see what your money is doing. And so I think as far as, you know, the growth of the program, it's it's kind of an, an 
easier ask than than other things that we do just because um it really does make such a immediate impact on people's lives and we're lucky being the charitable arm of bazudos you asked where the turkeys come from um so bazudos purchases all the turkeys uh, oh, wow. And then we get a lot of donations and sponsors that uh, uh, then help us pay for that. That's great. And does it go beyond turkeys? Like, is there anything with stuffing or anything like that? It came with uh, potatoes and it came with uh, carrots, corn. You know, it was additional items. So it's, it's, well. it's, a, it's a whole meal. It's not so just almost a, a whole meal. That's yeah. the goal. <laughs> yeah. And it really was. I mean, at the day we were in Hamden, Jen, it was just amazing seeing the people's faces. You know, it it really is about giving back at this time of year. Well, and the other really impressive thing is really seeing what all of these different organizations do, because, uh, you know, we partner with Food Chair and, mm-hmm. and they just kept saying, you know, this is just one meal a year. And these people who are requesting these services, they need help every every day. It's not yeah. just Thanksgiving. So while we're really grateful to be a part of it this time of year, we really, um, you know, it is in our heads throughout the year, like, probably starting next week, we'll start ordering our turkeys for next year. So Mm -hmm. um, we're constantly, you know, looking for people who are interested in helping us, people who are looking to sponsor, people who are looking to donate. Um, Always grateful for, I mean, every single dollar really truly does make a difference. So, you know, Cheshire, Cheshire Food Bank uh, came in to see us last week and they Mm -hmm. said, if it wasn't for us and Bazudos, they couldn't do what they do and serve as many families as they're able to serve. You know, so, so it's, it's really just great hearing those stories. Some of these communities. Yes. Um, so as you mentioned, it's not, you know, just Thanksgiving, you know, after that, people still have needs. And the holiday season even extends uh, all the way through the new year. So can you tell us yeah. a little bit about the hometown holiday toy drive? How can people participate in that? We're so excited about the toy drive. It really, I mean, you know, when you think of Christmas or Hanukkah or, you know, whatever holiday you're celebrating that time mm-hmm. of year you know, you're really thinking of a kid's pure excitement on Christmas morning, like opening that present. And um, so our toy, uh, again, just like our turkey drive, our toy drive has really grown over the years. And it's mm-hmm. kind of this process where we get different organizations that will request um, request toys. And we have um, sponsors and donors, um, especially out in the community. We have great partners who are uh you know, serving kind of as a box drop for people who want to donate a toy. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have um, a page that you can go hometownfoundation.org. Uh, there's a link right at the top of it for our okay. toy drive. Um, and you can go on and we actually have an Amazon wish list where you could just kind of shop the Amazon wish list. It'll come right to us. You can donate money and we'll shop. Um, I love finding a good bargain. So it's always fun for me too to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh you know, and then we get to go out into these um, different community partners, you know, whether it's a school or um, a community center in one of the towns. Um, I think, you know, we partner with uh, United Way. We actually go all the way to New York City to Covenant House, which Mm -hmm. um, serves homeless families. So that's a really beautiful one as well. Um, So yeah, Toy toy Drive is great. And then we're also uh, partnering with the Bridgeport Islanders. Um, So on December 2nd, we will be uh, the nonprofit of the night at the Bridgeport Island home game against the Providence Bruins. Um, There's a link to that on our website as well. You are listening to the Municipal Voice on WNHH 103.5 FM.
what is the International Ambassadors Program? Um, as I was mentioning before with uh, our different groups that kind of come in from um, Australia, that mm -hmm. go to Australia, uh, we also had people coming in from uh, United Kingdom and Sweden and Ireland, Ireland. well. Wow. Um, and so really it's, it's people who are building those relationships. So um, they're able to come in and uh, we had a kid named Ian last year from United Kingdom. And so he mm -hmm. came in and actually got up at Dream Ride. And it's about kind of talking about their experience of what it's like to be part of Special Olympics or to be part of, it's called Foundation 21, um, is mm -hmm. the organization we work with down in Australia. So it's it's sharing their experience um, of what it's like in their country, of sharing um, you know, the struggles they face, the things that make their life easier. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really interesting. I got to be part of some really great conversations this year with our international partners um, and just kind of hearing like the differences in healthcare, the differences in getting services and things like that. And it's not just about the kids. It's mm -hmm. seeing the parents like form these connections with each other and say, oh, well, I wouldn't have thought to, to do this or my country doesn't have this. Like maybe that's something that, that we can work on. Sorry, my dogs are popping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so really just uh, seeing them take on, again, like that role of not only sharing um, their experiences with each other, but mm -hmm. sharing tips and, and ways to kind of like continue to thrive um, and to overcome the obstacles that they're facing. That's great. Um, so it's hard to say that the pandemic is completely over, but during <laughs> that you pivoted to assist essential medical staff, uh, first responders, emergency response personnel. Yeah. What was that time period like, you know, for a group that covers as much as you do, how did you manage to kind of pivot and, 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 and switch what you do on a relatively quickly? So again, um, you know, if you look at our pillars, we can definitely put nurses and first responders under our emergency response personnel pillars. Mm -hmm. um, and again, our partnership with Bazudos was huge in this because we had access to things like hand sanitizer, toilet paper, mm -hmm. um, you know, sanitizing wipes, masks. Uh, so a lot of it was distributing that stuff to people in need um, and making sure it was getting to the people who were on the front lines versus you know, it goes to the store and some person just goes and buys all of them because they see them. So yeah. it was really like kind of allocating those resources and being able to work with the different towns, the municipalities, uh, police, fire, you know, hospitals, doctors, mm -hmm. nurses, and making sure that they had the supplies that they needed mm -hmm. um, in order to continue to serve the general public and to be the front line of the, pan the, of the pandemic. So. Yeah, you know, you've, you talked about other organizations, but just now you also mentioned uh, the town governments. How important is is that relationship working with the the town governments of you know the places of Connecticut and other places? Well, I think that's really important. Um, we got great relationships with the local police departments uh, and a lot of different communities. Um, I always have said, as a nonprofit leader, when there's a need in the community and they reach out to you for help, uh, you know, the answer is yes. What can we do? Um, so you got to be able to have that relationship, uh, not only locally, but on, on a statewide and federal uh, yeah. wide yeah. as well. 
and so like uh, Jen just talked about, I wasn't here during the pandemic, but knowing Jen and the staff, I'm sure they just pivoted and was there to help whatever the community needed. Uh, I've seen that in the two months already. Uh, yeah. So our personal connections and relationships and each of the communities we serve is very important and something that we're trying to build on uh, mm -hmm. even today. It sounds like those personal connections are kind of critical a lot of times to making these connections and, and finding these new avenues that you can help out. Well, it, personal connections are really important. Um, when you talk about, uh, I, I like the phrase, uh, we always look for people's time, talent, or treasure. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, if you're interested in getting involved with Hometown Foundation, you know, reach out to Jen or reach out to myself, always looking for volunteers, uh, but also looking for people that want to support us uh, and want to make a donation. You know, we are a 501c3, um, so we're always looking for people to get involved, like I said, with their time, their talent, uh, or if they're interested in making a donation to us as well. So those personal connections are are key. Definitely. Um and one of the, the final pillars there uh, that you guys do a lot is you help American service members, uh, both in service by sending supplies overseas and at home by helping veterans that are dealing with issues like food insecurity. Could you tell us a little bit about that initiative? Um, sure. So, yeah, our military pillar is definitely one that is continuing to grow. Um, we have a great team member, Shayla, who has done great work. Um, her father served in uh, the services, so she really has such a deep rooted passion um, in mm -hmm. that. Uh, even just within the past year, the growth that we've seen has been awesome. She um, worked with some local organizations on something called peanut butter and burpees. Um, and that was okay. really collecting jars of peanut butter and then something to do with how many jars of peanut butter you collected. You had to do a bunch of burpees for them and then you raise <laughs> money. Um, but the peanut butter was donated to uh, different veteran housing and things mm -hmm. like that. There was a lot of facts about how nutrient, you know, like how important peanut butter is because it can, you know, really like cover so many nutritional pieces yeah. there. Um, but it was a great way for us to really kind of make headway with different organizations. And she actually um, kind of spearheaded uh, being able to work with Bazudos. We have a program called Stock Up Express and it's mm -hmm. kind of like, um, bulk shopping online and it's open okay. to any. So if anybody wants to check that out, uh, it's a really great way, for example, like local sports teams to get food um, mm -hmm. for like concession stands or, you know, like if uh, a local town is running some sort of festival or something like that and mm -hmm. they need just product in bulk at a great price, it's a great way to look at it. But she partnered with um, our Stock Up Express and um, one of the housing companies and now they're doing um, monthly orders that are uh, were helped to be funded by the peanut butter and burpees program. Mm -hmm. uh, also partnered with Save a Suit and we um, held an event at the Farmington Polo Club. Um, and so basically Save a Suit does this really amazing work of suiting up veterans uh, for going back into the workforce. So they're okay. getting, they're getting uh, professional attire. And then in addition to that, they have people there that can help them, you know, fine tune their resume. They can do their mm -hmm. headshots. Um, they have different tables, you know, with different resources for veterans and things like that. So I believe we had 200 veterans that came through that day, which was really, really amazing. So, so they have suits for, for the big interview and, and be also help preparing for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, and it's obviously like, you know, business, business clothing, um, suits, you know, whatever, whatever kind of situation, you know, they're trying to get into, they're helping them, 
prepare for that. So whether it's, you know, an office, uh, you know, where you need a suit or you need, uh, you know, polo shirts or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they're really working to make sure that uh, our veterans are well prepared to reenter the workforce and they have all the tools that they need. And do people actually donate suits or do they donate money that's then used to purchase suits? How does that work? Um, so we actually had um, a donor at one of our Florida events that sponsored um, the 200 suits, which was great. And wow. so I believe some of them are suits that were donated and clean, but then they have um, Save a Suit has a partnership where uh, they also get the suits. And of course, you know, women's suits are included as well, or business. Important, yeah. Business clothing. <laughs> so. You are listening to the Municipal Voice on WNHH 103.5 FM. Although we've kind of barely touched the surface of all that you're doing as an organization, I think the main question is, how do you do it all? How do you keep focus on each of these events, on each of these programs and and the groups of folks in need? That's a great question uh, because we do do a lot. Uh, Like we said, we just finished turkeys and we're jumping right into collection of toys. It goes back to what I said earlier. we got a tremendous staff team. Um, Mm -hmm. So each of our pillars has a leader. Um, So they kind of lead those activities for us. Uh, And then I've told Jen this uh, uh, many times. She's an an amazing person who can uh, organize events. Uh, So she gives a lot of leadership to those pillar leaders. Uh, But it's the staff just jump right in. You know, Mm -hmm. whatever's next on the horizon, um, the answer is, all right, let's just get to it, plan it and start and start organizing it. Um, so it really comes down to a great staff team and a great group of volunteers that are there to help. Excellent. I think too, the biggest, the biggest thing for the staff is it's, it's so tangible. So you could actually see, you know, a lot Mm -hmm. of times when you're at work, you know, you, you do something and you might not necessarily see the result of it. Mm -hmm. Everything we do, we get to see the direct result of, which is really great. Um, And you really feel like you're a part of, you know, helping people's lives improve or making, you know, big changes in their lives. Um, We didn't really touch on our major illness pillar, but we do a lot with that as Mm -hmm. well. Um, We work to get a a girl who lost her limbs uh, due to complications from septic shock and uh, her appendix bursting. Yeah, Um, We actually... I got to go down to Florida with her and see her get new legs this year. So oh, that wow. was absolutely amazing. Um, great family. And again, like they, you know, it's great. We keep in touch with them and, you know, check up on, on people's progress. We've donated uh, handicapped accessible vans to a number mm-hmm. of families. Um, and again, this is the kind of stuff we can't do without uh, the support of our donors and our sponsors. And so, mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get so many requests and luckily, uh, we're really blessed to have so many people, um, in the community who are supporting us. But mm-hmm. again, we're always looking for more people who are interested and it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be a huge donation. It could be, you know, are you willing to host a fundraiser? Are you willing to share our social media posts? Are you willing yeah. to just engage on our social media page to get the word out there? Um, share our website, things like that, just to, um, a lot of people have not heard of the hometown foundation. So this is a great mm-hmm. way to like introduce um, different municipalities to it, to introduce more people to what we do, um, how we can help people in our different communities mm-hmm. throughout the city. Um, 
and how to, you know, how people can, can help us. Um, and again, it doesn't have to be monetarily, as Doug said, you know, you can be helping volunteer, you can be helping, you know, share our message. So. Yeah. And, you know, I did want to say one thing, Matt, uh, especially if somebody's out there listening to this and might say, you know, I might consider making a donation to that nonprofit. Uh, I know a lot of donors want to know uh, how much money if I donate is going back out in the community. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited to be able to tell you that less than 1% of uh, the money that comes in covers administration. Thank you. Thank oh, wow. you to Mr. Bizzuto. Thank you for the Bizzuto's organization. That, But most of our administrative fees are covered um, through uh, through the Bizzuto's. So less than 1%, I think it's 0.8% of all donations covers administration. Or the other way to look at it is 99.2% of your money is going back out in the community. And, and there's not many nonprofits that can say that. Uh, and that's something that's I'm really right. proud about this organization. Rightfully so. Yeah. Um, and so you're talking about community. How important is the community to your organization? How do people respond to your initiatives? Well, the community, I, I came from the YMCA world before I came here. So okay. it, it is all about the community. Um, you know, like Jen said earlier, uh, it's tangible that the staff can see the impact that we're having mm -hmm. on the people. Uh, again, I've only been here a couple months and it's just amazing. Every event, my first week is when the officer in, the, uh, in Hartford passed away. Mm -hmm. um, and so for, a bit, for us just to step right up and, and help out that community um, and again, see the impact that we have every day on a life uh, or a, a region is just tremendous. Um, so that community impact is really, really important. Excellent. And I would tell anybody out in the community, whether you're a, a leader of that town, if you need help, if you need the Hometown Foundation, reach out to us. That's what we're here to do. Yeah, I guess that, that brings up a good question. How can people get involved? Um, you know, do they have, do you have any events coming up that you can tell us about? Um, the next one, obviously, is our toy drive. So we've talked about mm -hmm. that in the Bridge Park. Lenders game. So again, we would love for people to go on hometownfoundation.org. You can get information. Uh, we have a ribbon at the top of the page for both okay. of those. Events. Um, our next big event is going to be the Hearts and Paws Gala, and that actually okay. is supporting canine officers in the state. Mm -hmm. um, and that event is really um, about giving canine officers um, and you know, their significant other a night out where they can come and relax because they really you know, all of our law enforcement and first responders, you know, mm -hmm. obviously out there every day on the front lines, canine officers, you know, they're never really off the clock because their mm -hmm. dog is with them all the time. Um, you know, it's always about training and, you know, like they could be called at any moment to go in and, and help with whatever their dog is trained for, whether it's lost person or finding drugs or finding a person, mm -hmm. you know, on the run. Um, so that one, we partner with iHeartMedia, uh, which is a great partner of ours. And um, we give those canine officers a awesome night out, uh, kind of, you know, show them what they mean to the community. And so we have sponsorship opportunities. Um, so you can sponsor a canine officer for their their okay. night out. Um, so that's our next, uh, our next big event. And then mm -hmm. um, hosting an event down in Florida at the Mar-a-Lago Club, um, Cars and Cigars Under the Stars. So that will be okay. um, a fun one little far from here to go down to visit but um mm -hmm. then get into uh we have a little bit of a lull as we start really preparing for um kind of spring summer season which okay. is you know, we have golf tournaments we have um the dream ride experience which is that's our biggest weekend um mm -hmm. 
this upcoming year, it's going to be August 23rd, 24th, and 25th, 2024. Mm -hmm. um, we need volunteers the week leading up to set up. We need volunteers all weekend to help us at the event. Um, and then the, you know, the fun part afterwards, which is cleaning up, which is uh, <laughs> always, always fun to have volunteers for. So um, again, great ways to get involved in the community with that. Um, mm -hmm. We have really great chances you know you can sponsor a dream rider you can get to know them you know if you mm -hmm. choose to sponsor the dream rider now it's something where you can really like you can meet them and build that bond and then see them at the event so we've had a lot of sponsors who have like really grown relationships through that yeah. um oh we also have a uh, a toy drive event coming up um before the islanders game on saturday december 2nd during the day okay. um we're having the hoffman holiday toy drive um so we will be at okay. hoffman Sports out in west simsbury the okay. entry to that is a new unwrapped toy or twenty dollars uh you come in there's going to be amazing great cars so if you have a great car that you want to show off um mm -hmm. you can come and display it if you just want to come look at the cars we always put on a pretty good show when it comes to those um you can definitely come and enjoy it as a spectator we're gonna have the great food trucks from the farmington polo club we're going to have, um, you know, coffee, hot chocolate, all that good wintry stuff. And of mm -hmm. course, uh, some photo opportunities with the big guy in the red suit. Oh, excellent. And all of this can be found on our website, hometownfoundation.org. And you can just click on events. There's an event calendar that shows everything that we're doing. So you can find all the information there. Yep. yep. And we're Absolutely. on Facebook, Instagram. Those are great places to stay up to date on what we're doing. Um, Again, you know, you see something that looks interesting to you, we'd love for you to to love it and share it and, uh, you know, help us get the word out because, um, you know, the more people that we can reach, the more people we can help, the more people we can hopefully um, get to help us. So, yeah. Speaking about hope, hopefulness, um, we kind of always like to end the show talking with guests about the future. So I want to ask you both, are you optimistic about the future? And also in this time of year, what are you thankful for? Um, so I actually just uh, posted the other day, um, we had a great video that um, one of our interns made. And I was just actually posting that I'm just so grateful to be able to work with the people that I work with. I mean, we have a most amazing team, as Doug's mentioned a few times now. We're a small team, you know, there's not even 10 of us. So uh, to be able to do everything we do with that team, but to have the support of um, Bazudos, the Farmington Polo Club, and uh, the communities around us, mm -hmm. and to be able to do this for a job and make an impact in the community is really, really great. And of course, you know, my family, their health, mm -hmm. and all that good stuff. <laughs> and family. You know, I'm really, I'm really thankful the last couple of months to be joining this team that Jen's just talked about. Um, and, you know, to me, it's always about giving back to the community and seeing their reaction when we're there to help. Um, so I'm very appreciative of uh, being part of this foundation. Um, but yeah, and then as far as the future, um, you know, I think, unfortunately, you know, I, we seem to be at a time where we're seeing more and more of a need for mm -hmm. help. Um, in different ways. And again, part of that is that the foundation has grown so much over the years. And so we're, you know, people know more about us and are mm -hmm. requesting help. But I think there's also just a greater need within the community. Um, so, you know, while you don't ever want to see that, that need there, um, mm -hmm. I think 
that we're very fortunate to be able to help people when it comes to those asks and, um, you know, to be able, you know, to, to be able to help somebody when they're facing, you know, a dark time. So yeah. to be able to be that light for them. You know, we don't want to have to say no. When people need us, we want to be mm -hmm. there for them. So we, the, the help of volunteers uh, and really people that want to step up and be donors uh, and support what we do is critical for us to be able to continue saying yes and to continue to grow. Well, Doug, Jen, thank you so much for speaking with us today about everything you're doing at the Hometown Foundation. Thank you for having us. This was great. Thank you very much. All right. And good luck in all your uh, your upcoming events. All thank right. You. Have a good holiday too, Matt. We'd like to thank our guests, Doug Shaw and Jen McCullough of the Hometown Foundation. The Municipal Voice is a co-production by CCM and WNHH 103.5 FM. Christopher Gilson is our producer, Harry draws on the boards, and I'm Matt Ford, your host. Be sure to check out our Facebook page and give us a like, and watch out for our CCM chat series on our YouTube page.